Fine and <laughs> There once was a podcast in the great internet of internets. It was called Fine and Dandy. Muy influential. Podcast. Podcast. You have to remember, folks. Where there's a podcast, there's a fine and dandy. Welcome back, everybody. This is a fine and dandy podcast. We're doing it. <laughs> We're doing it. Doofles is back in action. We are also back in action how they say on the set you know on the air we're on the we're in time boom podcast i love your intros every time because it's just you stumbling over a bunch of words oh, trying yeah, to put them together and we're it's and the pot doofles is here it's off the cuff uh and uh fine and um we've got here we are it's off the cuff link we're doing you know it what i mean Hell yeah. It's always like we're you back. trying to play on the word before. You're like, yeah. we're back in action. We're back in. <laughs> we're action and off <laughs> off the cuff. If you The cuff, uh, if you know what the cuff is off. Of. You got to just put your finger to your brain so it makes sense. And then it makes sense. Wait, you wait put it. the finger to the brain one more time. No, I like no, how no, you're, no. you're doing you it. You're it. You <laughs> I was like, you need to go any harder. You drill your shit into Fucking your skull. Push through your the finger. temple is probably the best, or push maybe your, the ear would probably be the best. Put your finger all the way through. Eye hole. This is fine and dandy. <laughs> uh, off, the, off the cuff, if the cuff is off, you know. The cuff <laughs> is all the way ass. off, dude. And we're on the air, so boom. We're doing it. We're here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is fine and dandy. We're glad to be here. Honestly, I don't know what I would be without Josh. His introductions really, that's what gets us through every time. Hey, man. They're always uh, I'm glad to be tier. here. Um, it's just another beautiful day in the neighborhood, if you know what I mean. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be my You should go on tour. Neighbor. <laughs> that was, uh, that was uh, whatchamacallit, um, the Rogers. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Dan the neighborhood, or is that what it's called? It was, what? I think that's what the I show you said. Called. Dan in the, in the neighborhood. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, that. you are in the neighborhood. I'm Dan in the neighborhood. <laughs> day in the neighborhood, right? Sure, why not? I don't know if we can play it. Beautiful day. No, that's not. I think it was just called Mr. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, the movie dude. was called that, but I don't remember what. It, I think it was just Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I think that's what it was. W did he write the song? It was his intro. But I'm saying, did he write the song? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. I, I I feel like whenever I saw some of the, like the Mr. Rogers like documentaries that I saw, I didn't pay as much attention as I probably should have. They were good, but I don't remember. Is there some a documentary? Like the back. There's a couple, I think. Saw the movie. I didn't know there was a documentary. I thought there was a documentary, and then there was the movie after the documentary. The movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I remember that one. That one was good. Yeah, no, it was really good. I love how Tom Hanks is like. Everyone looks at Tom Hanks like, I love Tom Hanks so. Much. As an actor, and like he was, everyone like that's the guy, right? I mean, like okay. think when you think of Tom Hanks, you think that's the fuck. You know, you had Forrest Gump. You had fucking. Uh, there was uh, this movie where he was like the dad in the World Trade Center. I can't remember that movie. 
Uh, you had fucking. I mean, you got like a Castaway. Castaway was a fucking banger, bro. Fucking like America's sweetheart, like everyone, America's the, dad. The uh, Da Vinci Code. And oh, he was in that. Same Private Ryan. And the Angels and Demons Big was a good movie. Fucking, he's Toy Story, bro. Come on. Oh yeah. That's Woody. Right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Catch me if you can, dude. He was in yeah. fucking. Catch me if you can. Ryan, no, League of Their Own now, was a buddy. fucking banger, bro. I mean, these are probably not movies a lot of newer people. Cloud Atlas, I got a lot of shit. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Yeah, you recommended it to me. I still need to rewatch it to get it like uh, fully understood, honestly. Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close was the movie I was thinking of. So this kid basically lost his dad, Tom Hanks' dad, in 9-11. And he kept thinking his dad was going to come out and follow all these alert. tapes, but... Through the tapes, he got to, yeah. <laughs> he got to, like, know I mean, his dad. it's an old movie. Yeah. I'm sure most people have seen it. If not, they're never going to see it. I would have <laughs> never watched it, you know. Um, But, yeah, like, America's dad. And then when they found out that uh, his son was Chet Hanks, they're like, ah, he might be doing some things wrong. Bro, that shit's funny. That's uh, I don't know. So, like, whenever you were like, whenever you're saying, when you think of Tom Hanks, I was like, well, honestly, like, recency bias would tell me, like, if I, when the first thing I think of when I, when I hear Tom Hanks is like how he was like on those lists for like the Epstein lists and shit. Like was that. he? I'm pretty sure. Like I want to say like he was one of those celebrities that was on like the list of people that was like on his flights and shit. Oh yeah, and he was in that new. Uh... He's not recorded. Fact check. No? Not on Jeff. No. I thought it was him and his wife or something. No. Okay, my bad. Bring it back. It was something else. There's fact checks. It says social media. There were social media posts that uh, geared towards that. There Got you. Okay. That, but turns out there was no uh, name associated. But yeah, that's kinda we crazy. would never know, though. We would that's, never know. That's kind of crazy, though, because it's like that. I remember it, like him and his wife like being tarnished on social media about that. So if that wasn't true, then that's crazy how that can be like kind of digressed and then just blown over like it didn't matter. I mean, or this is how much power he had. This man, yeah. wife got COVID in a whole nother country. Yeah. Like they were secluded in another country <laughs> and they were still like, hey, this is Tom Hanks. I'm here to tell you it's going to be okay. <laughs> Get vaccinated. <laughs> like, All right. We don't need this right now. Shut up, Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, but whenever like all that stuff come started coming out about Chet Hanks just being a dumbass piece of shit. Oh, yeah. I was like, Tom Hanks, you might be a terrible dad. Y'all might be horrible parents, actually. I mean, so you got to think it's like whenever you are on these shoots for like six to eight months out of the year and you're like prolific with your movie making, like there's not a lot of time to be a father there. <laughs> you know, it's an excuse not to be a good <laughs> I'm parent. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but what I'm saying is if you enjoy those movies, then don't start criticizing his, <laughs> it's, it's just his ability to be a parent. It was like, uh, it makes but me think. You know, I'm take the like, good with the bad, am I right? No, it makes me think is like, is Joe Rogan ever around his kids? Like how often is he around his kids, you know? Yeah, I would say, uh, I don't know that for sure. I know that one of his daughters is already like out, either in or out of college. Like she's older type shit. Are we gonna catch in twenty years of them coming out? Like, yeah, my dad sucked. Uh, you know? I'm glad you guys loved his podcast, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This is my book. I don't know. I'm sure you'd have already heard something about that because, like I said, one of his daughters is already like 
our age or older, maybe. I'm sure I'm he not, takes uh, care of his kids at least. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot. Has of time. to be tough though. He's busy, you know. Yeah, so I think like that's more of a uh, like I guess if you talk about him specifically, but even more generally, it's like all about like time management. Once you have kids, it's like if you, you have shit you got to do, then sometimes you got to get it done while they're at school or while they're asleep. Because while they're awake in your home, then you should make that your top priority type shit. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't, then, I mean, most people don't. Honestly, there's a lot of people that don't. But most people put work as their top priority because they say, I got to put food, bread on the table and I got to make the, pay the bills and everything. And that's true. You do have to do those things. But it's also like to put your kids beneath that is something that a lot of people do. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fair. That's something I always think about. Though, it's like people who who are always like busy, though, and having to make that time for your kids. I guess in a sense of you know, I understand it's probably the same exact thing, like a daily work life. You know, for other, any of the people that we know, you know, wake up, mm-hmm. get kids ready for school, drop them off at school. Uh, then you got to go to work. You work all day. You pick them up from school, or you have someone picking up and watch them until you get off. Then you pick them up, and then you got to do dinner, and then you watch them, and they're yelling, and they're screaming, and they're snot, and then you change their diapers, and they're running around. They're knocking Poopy shit over. Diapers. <laughs> yeah, it was the whole thing. And then yeah, and then you got to put them to bed, and you wake it up, wake up, and do it all over again. Or yeah. there's the people that you uh, meet at the bar that are not only teachers, but they're also parents, and you're like, why are you here till? <laughs> in the morning till 3 a.m knowing you have <laughs> class at 6 30 <laughs> wake your kids up <laughs> i mean i guess at that point it's just like the only difference is is like how much sleep you're able to get you know what i mean like you or i couldn't just <coughs> go out one night and fucking stay up till 2 a.m and then get up the next day at fucking 2 p.m if we so choose yep but other people will have that will have to make that sacrifice of saying if I'm gonna stay up till two AM today, it's because I'm sacrificing my sleep tonight and because I still have to wake up at six thirty AM tomorrow to get up for this, this and this. So I mean it's more of a priority thing, but it's also like that sacrifice there, like where you're like, I have to move with more thought processes because it like what is this? Like how much am I going to spend tonight in not just money, but also time and sleep <laughs> that I could have gotten type shit. So it's like, you got to make a different calculation there. Yeah. I'm going to circle back to the, uh, hit thing, but just thinking is like teachers is summertime. Also a chance for like some teachers to also get fucked up, especially would, the ones that have kids. Cause they're like, I don't have to take them to school. They can, you know, I would think there's at least like a week or two, like, Maybe if not a whole month or month and maybe six week period, but I'm thinking anywhere from like a one to six week period of time during the summer where teachers are like, this is my time to shine. I'm getting fucked up, baby. <laughs> you know how many teachers I've met out in the wild? Like, like yeah. you, those adults, you're like, you're getting fucked up with someone like, what do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. Oh, you, you're in charge of the children? <laughs> <laughs> Are you giving le- lessons tomorrow? Didn't you just like do some coke in the restroom? <laughs> it's, it's funny because it's like one. It's like that John Mulaney skit where he's like, "Like, wait, you gotta teach children? Why? Ah, it's fine. I'll just put on a movie." <laughs> I said, "Wait, that's why they put on movies?" <laughs> no, but I, I as was, you get older, you realize that's not that far. You're like, "Oh shit!" I was you're talking to somebody about children. it. Actually, I was talking to somebody about it yesterday. Actually, I was saying like. <laughs> 
You ever like think back to like those like bitchy teachers or like ask like stickler teachers and just be like that person was probably just like hung over that day. <laughs> nah, it's more than that. Like, like when you, te- were, you were just a bratty ass kid at 10 a.m. screaming like I don't want to do that, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like fuck you, you piece of shit. But they can't say that because they're in school, so they are channeling all of that alcohol and anger all at once just to say. Uh, go do some fucking lines or some shit. <laughs> I mean, you gotta think it's go just to the principal's office. It's more than that. Imagine you just went through a breakup and then oh yeah, that's you went through a breakup with a loved one and then you drank a bunch the night before. You come in and then <laughs> some fucking little piece of shit wants to be funny or say something stupid. You're like, hey, <laughs> you little fucking piece. Of- oh yeah, you thought that was funny, you little piece of shit. Go to the principal's office and like, why is she being a bitch? Or why is he being such a dick? It's like, yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> Just like your eyes squinting because it hurts to fucking look at the lights and fucking bright ass fluorescent lights. Imagine being like a science teacher and having to fucking like do a whole presentation of some biology shit like whenever you were absolutely hammered just uh like so so fucked up the night before that you're still residually drunk on your way to work and you kind of sober up before the class starts but you're just like in that mode where you're like sleep deprived and also sobering up it's just horrible like super uncomfortable and then you just got like 30 kids looking up at you like all right teach me something yeah it's kind of fucked honestly <laughs> by by like the time you would be sobering up school's already over right. <laughs> like, like the school day's done you're like fuck like damn i just went through seven periods of absolute pain <laughs> like that movie bad teacher is just yeah. actually probably the, the common teacher the majority of, like the, not average. the majority of teachers but like you're, there's a, probably at least one of to two of those at every school i'd say more than two. i would say just to be fair just to be like a fair assumption I'm about two percent no like pe- <laughs> people like teachers. I think it's more than that. You think it's more than that? Like it's, I've like met it's a good like twenty percent, maybe. Do you remember us partying with our teachers? Yes, in I high do. school. Do you? Okay, I just want everyone uh, to factor. Hold on, I don't know if we can put that out there. I, I mean, we're not saying names. That's fair. They All don't right, know. Yeah. It could have been any of them. That's fair. Okay, yeah. Fuck but yeah. yeah, speaking of it, it was. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm you not said, kidding. But yeah, for sure. But I think, remember this. <laughs> but think about it. We were literally. The thing was, I mean, they were letting their kids throw the party, and we were all there. Yeah. They were drinking, too, though. Yeah, and it wasn't like they were casually drinking. No. Like, I'll have a glass of wine. Fuck no. And it was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get fucked. Uh, you guys aren't doing keg stands. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Bro, fucking, I remember you used to do keg stands at, like, the ranch parties and shit because you were, like... I, I don't know. I would never fucking be able to do that shit. But I would always be like, I don't remember. Have respect for people that would do them. I did a cake stand. You've done them multiple. So you don't remember ever doing one. I might have done one once. I don't. I can't like <laughs> pinpoint a time point in time where I'm like I did a cake stand. I would That's say like in my the mind. the ranch party where Mike and Los DJ that. It was like oh, the, the one I threw. Yeah, yeah, that you, one was not as good. That you was definitely like a, did a cake stand that night. There was like ten people there. No, there was a fair like like fifteen to twenty, maybe thirty. Oh, thanks. Yeah, the first one there was like hundred plus there. I had a good time. I got drunk. But the first one, I both one. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah, the first one was was a big, a lot bigger for sure. That one had 
couple hundred, I feel like. Maybe, yeah. Like, a hundred would be shorting it. See, that's some... It was definitely like, over a hundred about, like, how many people are at a party? It's like, like, are you talking about, like, how many people were there at one time? Or, like, the traffic that came through? I mean, at one time. I always think at of one time. time. I always okay. think of it one time. I'm one time say, is how I view it. I don't ever view a traffic. had a lot of people, like, come through. In terms of traffic, through. I always have a ton. But, like, I'm thinking of always... When I think of, like, how many were in a room mm. at one time, that's how I always view, like, something I throw. Because that's when... That's, like, the feel of the party, you know? See, the thing with, like, I could a have a party, though, is, is, like, there's not... Because it's not like a room and like the because the premises are so big people could be like in their car smoking or like out fucking shooting guns or whatever fucking there's like so many people that are there that aren't really visible to the party but are still at the party so it's kind of hard to be like I, I feel like you almost have to go by traffic in that point because some people will st- only stay for a little bit but most people are like going in and out because they like going to get more alcohol or like going to the store to get Rillos or fucking going to pick somebody up type shit. Like, there was a lot of traffic in and out, but most of the people, like, were partying type shit. That's why I don't, I don't know. I get what you're saying, like a like a house party, though. Like, no, like, even at that ranch bar, I'm talking about who was all there, like, collectively yeah. inside the walls of and confines of the... walls the, of the confines. Yeah, of of the ranch. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, there's probably, like, 150, probably. But, all right, wrapping back around, I was thinking about it, though. Like, people who are constantly touring... Or, like, doing podcasts and shit. Like, having kids has to be the toughest thing. And that's, I mean, not to tie it into myself here, but that's probably why I would never want kids. And uh, not the main reason, but that's another reason. It's like, I don't, if I want to live out my dreams or just do whatever I want, I don't want to have to be like, there's a whole human being here who also needs guidance and taken care of. Right. But then there's also my career just helping <laughs> <laughs> provide for these kids that I also have to do, which also uh, requires me to do all these other things. Yeah. So they're not getting the full necessarily uh, gu- full guidance or help that they need. Right. And I see that. I guess where I'm at is is like I don't really know if I want kids. I know I used to want kids. I still kind of do, but I'm more so like – living i guess in the moment about it i don't think i would denounce the idea of it i guess i do see the whole responsibility not just financially but like emotionally as well but i don't necessarily see that as much of a responsibility like it is a bad thing in any way like i mean i would hope that i would be in a substantial amount of financial position to be able to support a kid whether i have kids or not just so you know that I can be at least living comfortably if I don't have children. But if, if I do it, I can support them and still live comfortably through that support. Yeah, I guess I'll put it in perspective of this is what I was thinking. Not even just, like, of course, financial is one big thing that you need if you're going to have kids. Right. Because you got to sustain yourself as well as another Correct. human being. So I, I guess what my second por- portion of that was going to be was like the other side is the emotional responsibility. And on that note, I would say the same thing as far as saying, like, I would hope that I could get to, before that point, before I do have a children, I would hope that I could get to a point emotionally that, so that I could sustain myself as well as support somebody else and be able to provide emotional sustainability for another person type shit while they grow. So that would that would be what I was saying is like both of those things for me are check marks I would have to hit before I have children. So I wouldn't denounce that I don't want kids. 
but I'll say that I would have to be able to get to that point regardless whether I do have kids or not to be able to want to have yeah. kids. I guess I was thinking of it more in the sense of, well, no, I was also thinking of it like, but like, for instance, I, when I, you'd watch movies when you were younger and stuff, there's always the dad who works hard, you know? Right. Like, dad! And I'm so excited to see him because I see him once a month. Because <laughs> he's constantly working a job, you know what I mean? But that's to sustain the family, you know? Like, the the mom's probably taking care of the kids most of the time. But you the also got to think, the kids. yeah, you got to think not having your dad around probably affects the kids, too. You know, like, the oh, one kid does, who's like, Dad, yeah. am I going to see you at my baseball game? No. Yeah, son, I'm going to be there. I'm yeah. going to do my best to make it out. You got to tell him that every time. And then looks into this. I got to work. But you know what, buddy? I'm going to do my best <laughs> to make it out. <laughs> and then the kid looks into the stands, and his dad's not there. <laughs> And then the kid gets into a fight or some shit. Or gets hit with the or hits a home run. His dad wasn't there to see it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so everybody's cheering, like boosting him up. He just punches somebody. <laughs> Fuck you, my dad's not here. No, like the whole team's no, picking yeah. him up, chanting, and he looks into the eye, like the crowd. His mom's like, and his dad's not there. Boom. Yeah. The daddy wasn't there. <laughs> the but that like that's what I'm saying. So I mean, yeah, financially and shit, but yeah. it's also like that has to take a toll where it's dad works so hard, but at the end of the day kids probably hate you to a degree. Not hate you. They understand, but like they're not gonna be as close to you as it's like they and then by the end of your life it's they just like, Fuck. will understand. In the moment it's hard to be a kid and, and feel that and understand why your pops isn't there. Eventually you'll probably understand like he might have had to do that. But again, like it goes back to like the old like choices thing, you know what I mean? Like he didn't have to do that. He could have maybe taken like one less day off at work or put extra hours in on two other days so that he could have an extra day off type shit or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like to be able to have more time with your family. I don't know. You got to make it a priority and it is hard to do for a lot of people because of the fucking system that is set in place and a lot of the bullshit that we have to deal with as a society, especially here in America. Yeah. But it's something you kind of like got to make as a I think of a discipline like a statement like something you live by type shit like my fa- family is important you you have to make it important I guess. yeah i mean it's hard with some jobs to do that though that's Very why you got yeah, yeah. to make that put that Very time hard, to place those moments in and kudos to everyone who works hard you know and has kids and makes time for them and uh fits everything into your schedule and somehow still makes it work you can also be like extremely difficult. This might get, be getting into like sensitive territory, but I mean, I don't care. It's extremely difficult too in like split family homes, like to match up scheduling and shit like that, especially not with jobs that some jobs that keep you busy and shit like that. But if you share custody, then you also have to match up your scheduling with that job with this other person's scheduling with their job and their scheduling with the custody and all this different shit that sometimes can be super conflicting. Yep. In a lot of situations. Not even just that. I mean, imagine, okay, on top of that, like, if you have a kid young, mm-hmm. you know, split up, mm-hmm. you got to make time for your job, and then you got to make time for scheduling, like you said, mm-hmm. working, working, just working with that other parent. Right. They could be a shitty person, you know? It could be a difficulty to work with that or other parent. Maybe not even a shitty person, but y'all just have a shitty relationship. Yeah. And so, and like, like, you guys can both be good people while having absolute hatred for one another (laughs) and it's just not working or even even if it is working it's still a difficulty to you know arrange things 
and uh, do all that stuff, but then also maintaining your own life within that. Right. You know, and uh, if, especially if you're having a kid young, I mean, there's a sense of stuff that has to be given away, which sucks. I mean, yeah, you have to almost give your entire life to the kid. Yeah. That, but a lot of people don't. You know, they're like, oh, the kid's my entire life. It should be, in a sense, because, I mean... I'm not saying it's always your decision because there are instances where that's not the case. But in instances where, you know, you have a child, regardless, you, like, kid did not decide that. It was not the child's choice. Right. I guess in a way, in a very uh, primitive way, it was the child's choice. It chose to swim to the egg and fucking be the winner, I guess. <laughs> the, the fucking. You I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> Every time a baby pops out from now on, the doctor says, "Congratulations, you won." Yeah. <laughs> the baby's like, nah. "Is that is that why he slaps the baby on the ass yeah. whenever he's born?" It's like, "This is your victory, <laughs> smack." You did it. You swam to the egg, and now you're here. Woo! <laughs> now you're dying every second you're on this planet. Oh, you know they say dying's a disease that can be. Some people believe that. Yeah, I've I've read some things like that, like anti-aging, like uh, products as well as like techniques and shit like that. And who knows? It's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, no, just making that time for yourself though, and working through that and trying to still be your own person, in a way, keep that individual uh sense of self that you had before you had the kid. But you know, a lot of people say that's gone. You know, like once mm-hmm. you have a kid, it's. Especially uh, the mom, because you're the right. one carrying the child. You know, that uh, postpartum depression is very real. Yeah. And just looking back at who you were before you had the kid, you know, and losing the sense of self. See, no, and right, what's crazy is whenever I first watched Marley and Me, which was like a month or two ago, and I was like, this is a kid's movie? This is the first, that was the first time you ever It was saw. like a couple months ago, yeah. I, I had mean, never seen it growing up. It's like, like, I guess you could call it a kid's movie. Everyone was like, it's a very heartwarming I movie. I it's a kid's movie. It was not. It's it was <laughs> not at all. I watched it. It Sad wasn't. Shit. That shit was depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's, I was like, it's heartwarming for like 30 minutes. It was not any good. Like, <laughs> it's heartwarming for like 30 minutes. But George, they, like, they like tried to like cover up the... the the emotional fucking hey man this shit took you down a roller coaster it was like i'm not ready for this moment i <laughs> look this is marley and me they try to cover up the entire emotional distress of the relationship and with children and everything with a dog and it worked. like the dog was the problem the whole time not our own relationship it worked it didn't <laughs> i was watching it and i was just holy shit this is spoilers but what I'm good at. Hey, if you want to watch spoilers, <laughs> if you ever want to hear spoilers of any movie ever, come watch our podcast. But I was sitting there, I was like, holy shit, because it starts off, they're in a happy relationship, they're in love, they're young, they're living life, and then she wants a kid, he's not ready for it, so it's like, let's get a dog. <laughs> Classic maneuver, you know? Right. That's like what most relationships... I'll warm you up with the dog, and then we'll have a kid. Yeah, that's most yeah. What a lot of relationships do. You say, let's get a dog. They get the dog. Dog is very energetic, high-energy dog. Fucking menace to society, tears everything up, tears shit to shreds. And then they can't really control him. They take him to, like, pet training school, and he's a terrible dog. But I think it's not that he was a terrible dog. He's not a terrible dog. There's no bad dogs. It's just bad training and bad owners. That's what it was, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, they didn't really take the time out to really 
train them. You know, they were right. just, hey, you know, with a dog like, with a dog, um, I don't know the exact breed that Marley was, but. He looked like a retriever. Those need a lot. They, those have, they have a, lot of en- a lot of energy. You have to go take runs with them. You have to let them out. You got to play yeah. with them constantly. If you don't give them that, they're going to tear shit up. It's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I mean, most dogs will tear shit up <laughs> if you don't give them proper attention. I mean, it's just like their nature. Yeah, all right. But then. They have fun with it. So then basically it's the move. Yeah. <laughs> so then that happens and they can't contain them. So that, uh, their next idea is, hey, let's have a kid. That's the best next move. We couldn't control our dog. Let's fucking get it. Right, yeah, let's get, have a kid. So they have a kid. And then right after that, you know, it's better than having a kid. Let's have another kid. They have like three kids, I think. Three of them bitches. So they have three kids, and then he's in the process of trying to figure out what he wants to do with his job. He got like, he had like a good secure job at like the, because uh, he was like a journalist or something. He had a good spot where he was at, and he got moved up. He was good. And he was just like, this isn't enough. Got like the dream job he thought he wanted in some other newspaper article. Because in the one he was at, he had freedom to kind of work around what he wanted to do. Like, the the editorial chief loved him, gave him free range to pretty much experiment with shit that he was doing. Because he got to write a lot of articles about his life and stuff like that and post them to the paper. Which I think that's a great job, you know what I mean? You're helping a lot of people with your work. And right. that was it. People were able to relate to you. But then that wasn't enough. <coughs> and basically, she took off from work during all that. Mm. To take care of the kids. And, you know, the house and stuff. So he's working all the time. He's having to deal with the stresses of work. She's dealing with the stresses of the kids. And then, you know, the house. But neither of them are really taking either into account. She's like, you know, you're not appreciating what I'm doing. And then he's, you know, at work constantly. He's the one trying to sustain the family. But they basically get in a bunch of arguments and, like, stress. And she's missing who she was before. Like, I don't even remember who I was before the kids now. I don't even remember who I was before all this. He's stressed out because he's working and trying to make all this. Like he moved him out to a whole other state, to a bigger house, mm-hmm. because he got this new position. Loki hates his new job, misses his old job, and she was like, "Well, you can't just keep fucking doing that." You know what I mean? You right. got to pick something. Got a family now. You know we can't just keep being wishy washy over jobs now. Right. Stay somewhere so we can be sustainable. Uh, yeah. And then Marley gets sick and dies. So that's yeah, the whole movie. I think there's some like nice like romantic like soundtrack <laughs> to make it a lot better than not, that. Sounded, not much, but <laughs> not much better. <laughs> not anything that made it that much better. Like I, the whole movie, I was like, "Holy fuck, is this getting any better?" No, and it was just their relationship deteriorating into nothing because of the kids and them remembering what they once had and who they once were, and then looking at other things and being like, "But then that's the what my life could have been." And then they came together. They realized all the memories they had because of the dog. And then when the dog was dead, they realized that they had to be more appreciative and grateful for what they have and not worry about what they once were or what they once could be, but live in the moment and love thine family. That's not what happened. I just want to make that clear. That's not not how it ended. It wasn't like, oh, Marley died. This is a fanfic ending. No, I'm kidding. It was more so fun. We, you know, this dog went. It's been through everything. Even through all the, they tried to make it heartwarming. Where like they hated the dog at the first, and they but they loved him. Now and there was a moment where like Jennifer Aniston's character, the wife, was just so angry at her life 
Again, the dog was a dog, you know? The dog accidentally knocked over the kid, and she just went off on the dog. I was like, okay, this is just sad. Like, what are we doing? This is... This movie is depressing. They hate their lives. Like, they loved... It. But the fact of the matter is, even when they had two kids, they were struggling, so they had one more. I'm like, why? Who... Where's the thought process? I mean, it's more so the... Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out mindset, I guess. I don't know. I'm saying... It did. Yeah, it's a tough thing. But that, uh, my point with that was it's tough to, you know... Especially when you have, like, separated. Like, that was when they were together, mm. you know what I mean? They had to work. And even when you're together with someone, sometimes it feels like you're alone. Like, you don't have that person as a shoulder or to, like, cry on or, like, a shoulder to lean on or whatever you thing you want to use there. Mm-hmm. Like, someone to support you and be your teammate there. And then when you're separated, it's even harder to – because you're, like, I'm doing – you're not doing it by yourself. Some people have great co-parents, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, in the sense of, you know, if you're separated. Someone who's also <laughs> taking care of the kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like that was – Understood. I don't think who, yeah, who I, uses I don't think co-parent? Married and like live in the same house <laughs> and happily like <laughs> raising a child. That they would say this is still co-parenting. <laughs> they was just parenting. All <laughs> right. But uh, I think that that's tough though. And in, in any situation, yeah. having to work through that, especially with a kid, and working out who you are, figuring out who you are, especially when you're at such a young age. If you have a kid anywhere from 18, I'd say 18 to 25 in that range, you're figuring out who you are. Yeah. I would say the Anything yeah. before that especially. Yeah, I would say that it's it's definitely not ideal, but a lot of people that have had kids in that range have been able to figure things out as well. It it does take a, like a uh what is it? It takes a village or whatever. And basically like there's it does require a lot of support whenever you're that young. Like and some people don't have it, some people do, but um it is tough to figure out like who you are and what you want out of your life whenever you do have the um the ability to raise a kid. But also it depends on like your situation. Like if you're financially like in a great position at 22 like i mean there's not really a whole lot of reasons why you shouldn't have a kid i mean if that's what you want to do you know what i mean if having a kid is that it's just like being a a younger parent like wanting to be able to run around with your kids and not worry about like bones or fucking deteriorating fucking neck shit or anything like that that's already now so i don't well yeah well you but not everybody but you what too I'm, motherfucker well, true, what i'm saying not everybody <laughs> motherfucker either one of us is as financially in a position to have a kid right now so i don't think we're talking about either one of us I'm, right if, I'm, if i'm being honest half the people i know have deteriorating bodies at yes. 23 bro they're like oh it's our circle <laughs> that's fair I was like, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people that are super healthy with, like, in good positions, same shit. So, I don't know. I I guess I have, I see both sides of that spectrum. But what I'm saying is, relatively, is it's there shouldn't be, like, an age limit on it. It's more so, like, a positioning. Like, if you are in a position to be able to raise a child both emotionally financially be there be there be able to be there type shit like because that's that's important like you know what i mean like i can tell you i love you every morning on my way to work whenever i have a 14 hour shift 
and see you whenever you're already tucked in bed and I come into your bedroom and give you a kiss goodnight and say I love you again like I'm there and I'm emotionally supporting you right but I'm not there type shit like I you don't have time with your father at that point or mother or whatever but relatively it's like you have to be able to find those moments or find the niche like in that or even if it means like finding a different career path if it doesn't make sense for your family like sometimes it's a it's about what your priorities are a balance and i know for some people yeah. it's a hard balance being an adult's weird yeah yeah imagine uh being an adult going back to it being an adult who has children who's a teacher who's <laughs> still going out fucking doing the thing kudos to them balance people do it yeah right? people do it every day and i'm like kudos to you but I think if we wrap back around, we can easily say that Tom Hanks did not balance it out because Chet Hanks turned out so shit. Yeah, I mean. That man was like, Iery. Mm. Like, all right, dog. <laughs> hey, mom, we do bad things. <laughs> Want some love right but, now. But He's he was serious. He was serious when he said that. Bad things, bad things. Being Holy a brat. Shit. What? Being a brat. Always, though. Like, ah, you're not giving me attention. You better give it to me now. About a movie with a dog in it when you got a dog right here that wants pets? Dude, I'm Marley, and your relationships deteriorate, and you're going to love me at the end of it all. <laughs> that's, the, that's the point of the movie. It was about Marley and me because Marley was the real hero at the end of the day. Their relationship was in shambles, but Marley held them together. He really didn't, but... There's really Isn't no that like the plot of Ted. There's like no happy point in that movie. There's like and not Marley and me. Like beginning. There's like a whole montage of like him running around with Marley. Like once he like when he he like almost first got him. That was pretty cute and happy. He's on the very beginning whenever like he, they like the puppy was running around and stuff. Yeah, whenever he took him out. Like, all right, so the first the... twenty minutes of the movie. And then the rest was just all, like, there was not, like, that movie's not an uplifting movie. Whoever told me, like, it was a very, like, beautiful, it was very sad. It was a sad movie, and I will stand by that. It's a slow escalation, and followed by an immediate, just, like, absolute downfall of emotion and everything. I mean, there was the one point where his friend was, you know, still chasing after girls, and, you know, like, going job to job, doing journalism Traveling the world type shit, you know, just being like a degenerate as a journalist and him appreciating his life like, oh, you know, right. But that's not me. <laughs> but then again, because he always wanted to be his friend because his friend was always right. like, but it's like, you're only glad that's not you because of the life you lived. I'm sure if you didn't have kids, you would have been like, maybe I wanted to have traveled. You could have still traveled with your, your girl. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's not the point. Maybe he it's not the traveling part that he's not. he's just appreciative of it of the life he had right yeah. i mean it's what I, well i guess what i'm saying is is like he can still travel right now i mean that's not the part portion of it it's more so like the bachelor lifestyle i guess type shit yeah maybe he said that wasn't for him and i that doesn't necessarily say that he's the happiest in his relationship or the happiest like person on the planet but at least he knows what he wants how he did i mean and who's to say yeah <laughs> Yeah. Who's to say Owen Wilson could get at us? Let us know. Now you know it's crazy. You know uh, Angela Yee just left uh, the Breakfast Club. 
All I said was really, dude. So yeah, I was like, well, if you're gonna continue to talk, no one's gonna hear you I from down there. I was holding my toe because I got stepped on. I'm wearing sandals and Orion yeah. just stepped on my. I should the Breakfast Club and everyone's reminiscing all the more so the bad moments at the Breakfast Club <laughs> than the good ones. When's the breakfast? That's the one with uh, Charlemagne. Charlemagne and Angela E. And who's the other dude? Uh, Ebro, right? Ebro, yeah. yeah. That's right. And then it's like it, some people are like, it's, it was for the culture. Is it Ebro? Or is it somebody else? I think it's somebody else. I think Ebro is a different show. So wait, are they still going to do the Breakfast Club without I, her? I think so. DJ Envy. Yeah, there you go. I was DJ gonna say, I got it wrong. I was gonna say Ebro's got his own show. It's DJ Envy. Damn. Okay. Well, that's crazy. I mean, cause like the idea for me, like where I'm at, is is like Charlemagne's already got a bunch of like podcast shit popping off, right? Doesn't isn't he is, is he still doing Brilliant Idiots with Andrew Schultz? They were doing that, huh? Yeah. So I, I don't, don't know, know if they're still doing that. I'm, I've seen a lot of flagrant stuff. I haven't seen anything for Brilliant Idiot. I'll look at that. Yeah, because I was going to say, Charlemagne might have some other shit going on, too, so I wonder if they're just going to end the oh, shit. End of an era, for sure. I mean, they weren't great, though. Like, when people were like, they weren't that bad. If you really go, like, they were kind of shitty. Yeah, they just dropped a podcast five days ago. The Breakfast Club? Oh, Brilliant Idiots. Nice. Days ago. They're doing good, then. I probably wouldn't watch it just because yeah, I mean, either I'm, of them are my favorite. But yeah, I'm not like a super fan. But what I was saying is, is that he's got this going on. He's probably got some other shit going on. Probably doesn't need the Breakfast Club anymore. Maybe DJ MV like might even cancel it. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is all speculatory, but I was just thinking about it. That's I mean, crazy. To be fair, it was only for the culture because it was like they were getting big hip hop artists and artists in general. That were for the culture on there, you know? Rap and hip-hop. and I think they also had, like... they have anybody else on there, really? Mm. On, like, the... On the Breakfast radio Club? show? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they have, like, uh... Fucking... What's it called? Like, TV... Like, actors? Did, it ha- did they have actors? I, I think so. I want to say. Well, I mean, because they had, what? They had Soldier Boy on there... They had Big Sean on there. They had Logic on there. Had Kodak Black on there. Um, let's see. I know they've had a bunch of artists in the music industry. I'm trying to see if there's a way to see like their uh, old guests. Of it, maybe. I'm not seeing, not seeing nothing, but I don't know. I'm they sure had Kanye on there. Sure, they've had a few people that aren't just like musical, musical artists or even musical artists. At all. Yeah, I mean, personally, I didn't really like their interview style. I mean, I guess to stay relevant, you do gotta do big clickbait, dumb shit. Yeah, I guess that's a part of your career at a point. It's so annoying now. It, okay. Yeah, I mean, it can be because it's like. It seems like an avenue everybody goes down. I what, what's the most outrageous thing I can say to get people to click on this, even if it's not even in the podcast or whatever? We talked about that on the last pod, but it's just like it's weird how people 
tend to change their content based on like these trends of wanting outrage or outrageous things to pop out type shit it's like everybody's doing it now it's kind of weird but i guess it gets traction i i, I don't know the algorithm's I, probably looking for it now at this point i have a great bit we could we could either i'll let I'll this up to you for now whoever's watching it um it's gonna be fun all right so we can either drop the this bit now or we drop this bit net pot next podcast and we could just talk about how we can't wait for trump to be back in office Oh my god! Like a quick two minute, uh, <laughs> two minute bit. We're just like, nah. I mean, he's for sure gonna run, right? Uh, possibly. You there was a new video that just dropped from him that was like, you "Need to bring America back." Oh, he got a he's that new Trump dropped. Is that like a is like an album release? Yeah, but he's not on he's not on Twitter. But he's like, "We're losing freedom of speech. We're oh, losing." Yeah, he's still banned from Twitter. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We're losing ends all this shit. So. Yeah, I mean a little, a little. I feel like a two-minute bit, you know. Post as a clip, people are like, "What the fuck?" We might lose followers. Boxes, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, I'm that, with that. That's the bit. I mean, it's probably a good bit, but I don't know if I want to be on it. You might be able to <laughs> fall on that grenade yourself, my friend. <laughs> you know, just be over here. <laughs> but not. Uh, I can't wait for Trump to be back in office. Yeah, man speaks for freedom. Yeah. He speaks for the uh, economy. I mean, he's by far the funniest president we've ever had. Yeah, he's going to, I think he has a big shot, and I just can't wait to see his comeback. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, news around it, and I think. <laughs> <laughs> said big shot and comeback, and I wanted to make like a dick joke, but I couldn't, I couldn't think of it at the moment. Holy shit. Yeah, that man's. Uh, Got a lot going for him. I think he's really uh he's shooting for the stars and I think he's got <laughs> the polls are gonna really ring in and he's gonna bring people out and are you like are you looking thing? to get on the campaign or something? <laughs> <laughs> are you looking to be his next apprentice <laughs> or some yeah, shit? Yeah, dude, I, hey uh, hit me up, dude. I'm open for a job. He said I'll be the secretary of the vibes, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm really just trying to say a whole bunch of things without saying much at all. <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to Act like it sounds like I'm supporting him, but really I'm not saying anything supportive. Like all I'm saying is like he's gonna do this. I'm not saying I never said that. Daniel loves the guy. I don't. But that I'm. Uh, hopefully I might cut that as a clip. I might drop two clips for this one. Double clip action. That is one, and then maybe a good one. You know. Damn, are you saying that wasn't a good one? I mean, it could have been. I mean, if you're talking about controversy, just to get the get the people going, get the people riled up. Yeah, it no. gets the people going. R.I.P. at Breakfast Club, though. I just had to throw that out there because I thought that shit was crazy. Yep. I thought that shit was kind of wild. I mean, that's a end of an era, end of a culture. I kind of hated their style of interviewing, though. I didn't really like the show that much anyways. It was cool to hear from a lot of the artists and, you know, what was going on half the time. But the way they went about it wasn't my favorite. It was mostly Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God kind of like just pulling at things and then DJ Envy piggybacking off of that. Angela Yee just kind of throwing in comments or trying to be the nice one, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like trying to bring things back a little trying bit. Trying to be the mediator of yeah, whatever's like the balance, going on. Which is good to have all three, but it's just like, oh, dude, this is painful to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to Mike. I, I wasn't going to say anything. Yet. And actually, I was still picked up over here. You can eat shorts, Daniel. Shut up, dude. Daniel can eat shorts. Shut up. Um, but no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, uh, 
I feel like having a mediator of podcast is like one of those things where you're like, as a viewer, you're expecting things to get outraged, which makes you think like, even though it's not scripted, that it almost feels kind of scripted. And it's like, why is this person here? Like, can you guys not just fucking get it together and fucking talk? I'm not saying like her specifically, but like a mediator in any like talk show, it's always like, all right, is this scripted or like, why can you guys not just have a civilized conversation why can you people not have a civilized conversation why do you need a mediator here keep things going i mean i get i get it but it's also like i mean that wasn't like what she what she no, tur- what not, she turned into i guess i guess I, that's what i was saying i wasn't saying specifically her but i was saying like a mediator on like any talk show or a, not necessarily podcast because a podcast i feel like you can always like kind of either like calm shit down or just cut that shit you know what i mean just absolutely just like say all right we're we're done here then you know what i mean yeah like the uh i forgot who walked off like the impulsive podcast like a couple months ago i forgot who it was but it was like somebody said something and like it wasn't even like logan or the other people that were there it was like i think one of the camera guys or the producers or some shit said something to one of the guests oh it was actually i remember it was the fucking island boys or whatever shit whenever they were on the impulsive podcast i think they one of them got disrespected or felt disrespected by one of the production guys and logan was like you guys can leave like you don't gotta do this <laughs> type shit you know what i mean like whenever it's a podcast situation you can always just like fuck this shit you know what I mean, I mean? yeah i mean i don't think he cared about the guest that whenever much you have anyways. like a production talk show and you have a mediator though it's like why are you here like now this feels much more scripted than it probably would have type shit i could have been yeah yeah uh, I, I don't know it's a crazy moment it's a it's i guess r.i.p you know it's like even if it does continue to go on it's not the breakfast it's still the breakfast club but it's not you know yeah, like doing a band. It's like con- keeping a band together with one of the major members. Right. I don't know. It's kind of like, and you could do it, but not the same. Yeah, I guess it's like comparable to like when One Hundred Six and Park would change their hosts out to a different person type shit, and you'd be like, "Well, fuck, I, I kind of got used to those people talking every week." <laughs> I mean, yeah, but this has been for right ten years plus. Right, they've all been together, so. End of an era, I guess it was that time. I mean, yeah, that's true. Once you're in that, like, in that bitch for so long, it's like... And that's it ha- what I'm saying. It has to probably have... Like, without... If they keep it pushing, but like, they probably got to change up the format or somehow, right? But it was because Gucci main uh, disrespected Angela Yee, basically. And, and nobody did nothing about it. Yeah, everyone's just like... Well, just, like, you're my co-host you should, or whatever, you know? You should at least be like, hey, you know... Chill out, right? In some type of way, as a professional, you don't have to be like, "Hey, yo, chill out." I wouldn't probably just say it like that to Gucci either, but right. There's probably a, a a way to handle that. I don't know what the best way to handle. Just like, it hey, is, that's my, at least it just say in some sort of way, you know. Hey, that's my co-host. That. I do respect her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just whoa, yeah. I wouldn't get straight up say I don't because I don't know where his hands are dipped in. So I'd be like, yeah. Sorry, Angela. <laughs> nah, um, R.I.P. though. Dude, Ezra Miller. End of though. An era. Ezra Miller has been fucking shit up for sure. That dude's a menace. Honestly, he's gonna be in jail for sure. Got to, right? He's got it's to like, at this point. It's like, or is this all a, promotion for his if next? This was a three strike, 
the fucking uh, system, and this man is like pushing it. <laughs> I think he's past three strikes. Yeah, he's for sure past. What if the whole time they were like, none of that was real? This was all promotion for the new <laughs> Flash <laughs> movie. <laughs> he's just that fast. <laughs> that would be the best. What if it's like uh, they paid for media coverage? What if it's like when the movie comes out, it's like part of the plot is how he's just like conflicted with this like other self from like earth two and this is like supposed to be earth two he's like the bad barry keeps fucking up he keeps attempting to f- like felonies and putting bad uh juju on my name type shit <laughs> uh like what if this this ezra miller was the villain from the new flash movie coming this is out all just promotion for that not promotion. This is his villain arc. Oh, this is his, <laughs> it's just he's getting in the. This is uh, what, what's it called? Kind of acting. Uh, method acting. This is villain arc, and then Flash from Earth Two is gonna come through a portal and get this man. Boom. You know? Okay, Plot like to I'm gonna movie. say it. This is gonna sound fucked up, but I'm going to a different topic after this. But yeah. uh, so there's something I wanted to cover after this. But I just think this is crazy. So when Ezra Miller was doing like was doing all that shit, just har- constantly harassing the country or the state. I'm sorry, constantly harassing the island of Hawaii mm-hmm. and all the civilians and uh, like harassing people, abusing people, fucking robbing people. Like this man was doing all this shit, and it would come out in the news, and they would be like, "Hey, Ezra Miller, fucking attacked." so-and-so or is in jail now because this and people would be like they because his pronouns are they instead oh of him I'm like, oh, that's the least i get it you know you should respect someone and call him by the uh, if someone stabs my fucking <laughs> best friend or like my my family and i'm like he stabbed they i'm murdering <laughs> you too motherfucker i don't care Said no, that's that's the wrong pronoun it's like did you hear any part of the story where he has been harassing an entire island of civilizations. They again. I'm not gonna tell you, guys. Like, bro. Shut fuck you. It just blew my. Mind. Like, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to. Sh- Look, once again, you should respect people and their pronouns. But once again, my point is, someone who's harassing that many people and also abusing them, and also on an island where no one wants them and is not supposed to be there, and is a tourist and not someone who lives there. It's not just that. You shouldn't respect their pronouns. You shouldn't respect them as a person. Right. Regardless, they deserve zero respect. Their respect is out the window. Like, their respect had left a long time ago. They probably do have mental problems and should get help with that. But I think at that point, like, when people, like, in the, you went through any of the comments of, like, any headline that came up, all 10 of them. Right. You know, all 10 of those headlines. It, probably now, if you were to go look at the uh, felony, honestly, I kind of want to. I'm going to find this real quick. Uh, where he got the felony charge, or getting charged for felony for robbing something in Vermont, I think is. It was a felony theft, right? Yeah. Or what was it? It's Ezra Miller. Yeah. Ezra Miller was arrested in Vermont, adding yet another arrest to their record. <laughs> to their record. See, they they I like how they did that. Um, let me see the original. Let's see the first. No, there's going to be. Right here discussing Ezra Miller has been charged with felony burglary in Stanford, Vermont. 
Okay, no, everyone's actually, you know, using the, the correct pronoun. I think they've been. You're not. No, okay. Someone said, why does he look like that? <laughs> and then someone was like, they. You know, it's just like, I get it, but I don't give a fuck at that point. You know, this man's fucking committed so much shit. Someone said, what is he trying to do? This has to be something he planned. Someone said, they, not he. Motherfucker, <laughs> this man is, who fucking cares? Who cares at this point? Like, I get it. No, you should care about, like, if it's someone who deserves it, the respect. <laughs> no, someone deserves the respect is what I'm right. saying. And by all means, please respect them and their pronouns. But who the fuck cares? Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, there's a certain level of, like, a person becoming an absolute menace to society where you start not really giving a shit about how they feel. <laughs> like, what, like why is it so much that i get it because people want people to start respecting it and like it doesn't matter just get used to using it yeah it's become a thing where you want to get used to using it more and more it becoming more of a normalized thing but also but also don't you have to be like a fan or even like it's just like getting hit in the face and be like he just hit me in the fucking face they just hit you in the fucking face I all mean, right if you're now i'm beating everyone's ass i don't care i would say also like theoretically i don't know the like this position per se but like theoretically in a position where if you read an article about him being arrested for a Damn felony. being arrested. They well what i'm saying is is in a in a position where you don't know who that person is you don't know who Ezra Miller is yet. You've maybe heard their name in the uh, tabloids or on like social media or whatever. But relatively, you're reading this article saying about his their felony, and <laughs> see, there you go. It's like, and so at that point, why could you not say what this person said? Like being corrected, and then from that point saying they. I, I understand, but why does it have to be, like, a situation where that person's, like, wrong? It could have been an ignorant situation where it's, like, I just saw a, uh article and I replied to it saying, what did he say? Is like, did he have it all planned or something like this? So it's, like, being corrected at that point, it's, like, maybe that person then went on to say they from that point. It's, like, that's, yeah, that's absolutely, cool. it's, like, I feel like the person said they. It's, like, bitch, <laughs> can we be respectful and, like, maybe, like, educate each other before we just, like, asshole, you don't know what you're saying. No, I get it, but I, I, I'm saying at a point where it's. Yes, I don't know what I'm saying. Thank I think you. at a point where, you know, <laughs> I think at a point where people are saying they, that correcting people in those comments for they. Yes, you're in support of pronouns, but you're also in support of a fucking abuser and fucking thief. You're right. in, you're still it's weird because it's a double thing where you're it's like yeah, you could do both. You're supportive but, of a right. community, but you're also supportive of a piece of shit. I guess another you're point supporting his pronouns, so you're supporting him also. Another you're, way to like you're defending kind of a man. Position. A what I was trying to say was is some only somebody that knows who Ezra Miller is and what their pronoun is then would know what their pronoun is to be able to correct somebody. So somebody just reacting to it without knowing who he is or what their pronoun is, then at that point, you would be able to say something 
ignorantly because it's only ignorant because you just don't know who this person is but only a fan of this person or somebody that like has gone on their page and looked at their pronouns or has been like privy to their this person's pronouns in the past would be able to come to that person's defense like that right because it's like at any given point it's like i don't know who anybody's pronouns are until i click on their bio or they tell me or whatever you know i mean it's not something that's just apparent you have to like actually tell people what you want your pronouns to be and without if i'm just reacting to an article how can i know who's who like how how do i know the person writing this isn't going this article is going to use their correct pronouns or not i I can't tell that i think what's funny to me more so it kind of goes back to the mark like this is hitting me more now that we're saying this is like mark norman sketches like there's whenever you're in a situation that needs it you can't be as like like if you get in a wreck or something someone ran away it's like you can't be as like politically correct he's like and then they were up asian not because you know it's like you can't just like get to the point you know like not because they're bad driver you know you can't and it's like okay for instance let's say i refer to myself as they them right Mm -hmm. and then everyone has to be politically correct about everything it's like uh, did you see them do it? What What were they? Uh, they were yeah. What did they look like? They were tall, uh, male or female. Well, they it was a uh, them. Um, so non They were non-binary. Uh, so then okay, we need help. We need. Can you give a description? Um, very particular facial features, and it's like all right, it's gonna be either way. We don't know what you know. At that point, it's like if you're looking for a murderer or you're looking for someone who just fucking did a crime. Right. Who fucking cares? <laughs> like, it's once again, it's just more so like it's you do have to kind of, in a sense, be at least a little bit more discretion so that way people can figure shit out. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not trying to be a hoe. Once no, again, but that's just I, funny I am very respect. Like, if you know me, I'm very respectful. And if you were to be like, can you please call me this or that? It's like, would you? I be- will, because it's. it's out of respect. I mean, that's what you want, and I, I respect like, would that. Would you be correcting this post if this person stole from your store? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> or are you disconnected from the actual crime, and you just saw somebody to correct on a pronoun? That's type what shit. I'm. Th- it's like at this point, are you defending the pronouns? <laughs> but at a point, you're defending Ezra Miller too, who's a piece which, of shit. Which is great if that's what you want to do, then go for it. <laughs> because you're also kind of a, a piece of shit for that. I mean, the dude is literally harassed an entire island and now committed. I mean, felony theft. First of all, like there's theft and then there's felony theft. Once again, <laughs> yeah. Once again, it goes back. <laughs> you've got a point. Once again, it goes back to all right. Someone punches me in the face. I'm like, he punched me. They, I'll disrespect. They just disrespected me by punching me in the face. You think I gotta respect shit about this person? Fuck no. That's fair. If someone fucking was went into a place and was fucking harassing a whole community and like they <laughs> motherfucker, they just have the right to just. Dis- Disrespect him in any sense. So, bitch, I don't care if it was a he, she, they, them, fucking whatever you want to call it, non-binary at all. I don't care. This bitch just absolutely robbed my store for this much money. Fuck you right now. Pay me. Yeah, don't put. It's all semantics. We're putting too much. We put too much shit into words sometimes. I do it sometimes too, but like I think there's a point where it's like, all right, let's cut the shit. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's, let's get, get down, down to business. Now, all right, last thing I wanted to cover, Look though. E.B. White. E.B. White with the semantics, semantics dome. All right. Um, so I just finished watching Woodstock 99. I just I wanted to say. It. Yeah, uh, the documentary. Uh, I watched both of them, actually. It was really crazy because it made me think of Astroworld in a lot of ways. Uh, 
and also kind of Rolling Loud in a way, but like mostly Astro World because Astro World had you know deaths and what happened. Like people broke down the gates, yeah, overcrowded people influx, and it made me think of just like the time now and the time then. So in Woodstock '99, basically the majority of the crowd was like middle class, upper middle class white people, right? Majority of males. And it was weird how, like, the times can really dictate how things go. So, it was a lot of things that led up to a big event. So, essentially, uh, the people who threw the event, Woodstock 99, the lineup was crazy, right? For the time being, the lineup was insane. You had Rage Against... I forgot. Yeah, it was Rage Against the Machine. You had Limp Biscuit, You had Corn, You had fucking Metallica. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think there was, like, I think one more. Locked and loaded. So, basically, like, for that time, aggressive. Really aggressive music. You know what I mean? Really, like, fuck you. Fuck the system. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Very aggressive, angry music. And there was a lot of angst during that time period, too. And what's weird, it was, it's, like, they were talking about in both documentaries. It's weird because a lot of those people didn't really have much to Like, there wasn't a lot of social issues really going on that much in, like, the late 90s, you right. know, there wasn't much pro like that many, like super big as comparatively to the time before that. And even to our time now, kids who grew up during that time period, especially if you're going to college, you were upper middle class, you had what to worry about. Right. There was a bunch of entitled people that had all this angst for no fucking reason that were just angry at fuck you, mom. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. You know, no one could probably give you the correct answer. I'm sure everyone had different reasons. You know, it was probably the machismo, like, big, like, macho, like, also the misogynistic, not... like, you have this manly th- way about you. You have to feel a certain type of way type of thing. Right, yeah. And I'm I'm saying, like, uh, not to say I know, like, so much about it, but I'm sure there was, like, a lot of people that were on the wave of, like, the Y2K, like, that something was going to happen and that maybe Armageddon was going to come or some shit like that. So I mean, I'd say like maybe in 99 people were already prepping like that, that had that belief system. were already prepping like, fuck it. I'm going to just fuck shit up. Like fuck this shit. Like we're all going to die anyways or some shit like that. You yeah. Know but I, I mean? think the, a lot of them were like upper middle class white people. So I don't exactly. think it, like, like frat boys and like college students. I don't think a lot of them were like, at 2K, there might have been a couple, but I think most of them were just, <laughs> you know, I, think, I don't get away with it. A lot of people believe in that shit. Like, you're talking about a time before, like, the internet was, like, really, like, pro- proficient. As much as it is now. At all. I mean, like, there was still internet, though, in the 90s. Yeah, but, it, like, it wasn't as, like, socially, like, connected in yeah, the way right. that, like, information wasn't flowing so, so smoothly. Like, every article you had took like, three hours to load up type shit. You know what I mean? Like, not and not everywhere. Yeah. Obviously, some, pl- say, some places had, like, faster speeds and shit. But for your average person, you know what I mean? Like, in, in that time, like, there wasn't a lot of uh, flow of, like real information so if one person latched on to something that wasn't real or wasn't factually like backed or anything like that and it was starting to spread like it was almost more difficult to stop that because then you'd have to re-educate somebody about a topic and not it wasn't a lot of outlets for that yeah that's fair but so going on uh basically i mean it could have been y2k yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a contribution of a lot of right. things. But then basically, they spent a lot of money on the bands and stuff, but they were like, they were playing this big thing. They had a, like a rave, like little area. Mm. 
uh, I forgot what they called it. Rave hangar, which is inside a hangar. They have the rave area, which is fucking sick, you know, idea. They were supposed to have all this interactive shit that they did. They were like, we still need to make money. So they just started cutting corners on infrastructure right. purposes, everything. First day comes, they didn't have enough trash cans. And the thing was, people were like beating on some of the trash cans. So it's like, all right, those trash cans aren't being so used. You don't have enough trash but cans. And the ones you do have people are, are using as for, drums. Yeah, people are just banging <laughs> on them and shit. People are just going. I think it was also the idea of people. Like, like, I imagine now, like, kids and stuff, you know, younger people yeah. looking back at what they thought something was and trying to, like, pretend to be, like, what it is now. Like, in Nashville, World, a lot of kids are trying, thinking what they think rage is and, you know, like, what yeah. it was supposed to be and all this shit. Versus, like, people who, like, at most conscious before that, you know, it's like ra- you rage, but you help people out, right? Right. But same in 99 it's all these people who have this idea what their parents did shit but it's a lot of entitled ass people so like woodstock uh peace whatever and like there's a lot of naked girls too because i guess you know they had this idea of what woodstock 69 was was just it's out i mm-hmm. guess but then people also equated it to being like uh girls gone wild like that that came out during that time period like that, that was like big era. yeah that was that era so it was just like this big just ah you know whatever and so with that being said, day one comes, not enough trash cans, 250,000 people, trash everywhere, fucking right. trash everywhere. There's no one cleaning it up. Boom. Lines to get, because they, bottle of water was $4, but think it's 99 Yeah. How much was a bottle of water, you know? Think about it. You go to the store now. Not that much. You go to a corner store, right? It's like a, what, a dollar and some change? Yeah, more than that, but yeah. Nah, like for like a cheaper bottle of water, it's like $1.50. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you want like a good bottle of water, maybe like two and some change. Talking about like just bottles of water, yeah. 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 Now, 99, that's just probably like 70 cents. Oh, not even like a nickel. Nah, nah. Dude, you maybe like 50 f- cents. Maybe like 50 cents. You like flip a nickel to a gas station clerk can get like a stick of gum or some shit and like 90, that. You know? 99? I don't, well, it's, it's probably like 50, 60 cents, right? So can you imagine what $4 is like right. at a festival? And food's like $8? I pay $8 now for a meal. Can you imagine $8 in for a fucking meal? Yeah, but that's the idea of like having the cash flow that you have now back then. You know what I mean? Money was different, so people were making less per hour. Exactly. So, right. So, yeah. It, you wouldn't have $4 back then. You would have, like, probably two and try to figure out how to divvy that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people are like, what the fuck? And they already paid $180 for a ticket. In 99 Yeah. And then I might be, like, thinking about money differently here. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it was expensive. Like, people, like, $180 now for a festival ticket. Like, damn, that's cheap. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Back then, though, you're like, fuck, I'm spending good. Fuck ton of money, yeah. right? So, you know, like, people, some people saved up for that shit. Right. And went, you know? And then they're like, $4 for a bottle of water? <laughs> I just, this is my fucking savings for college. My life savings. I dipped into some savings for this shit. $4? Seven, six or $7 for a fucking salad? Are you shitting me? So then, you know, on top of that, so there's trash everywhere. Fucking drinks are fucking hella expensive. They ha- so they have free water, too. They have water spouts and shit, right? So, like, the lines are really long. And it's like, whatever. So someone at some point busts one of the pipes <laughs> the to get spot. water because they're just because it's hot. Like, at that time, I think it was, like, 95 degrees. You got to think, for that time period, like, 95 now is still really hot. 
Yeah. But, like, that's more of, a, like, in Texas in the summer, 93, 95, you're like, good day. Still being out all day is fucked. But you're like, this isn't the worst. No, yeah. It's when a, there's 103 degree it's temperatures. It's a great day. So imagine 99 in New York. Yeah. 95 degrees. But you're burning. in New York. What? It was in, uh, yeah, it was in Rome. Oh, okay. So they were, everyone's like, I went in Rome. I'm <laughs> making shitty <laughs> fucking... Brome fell type shit. Like, it's really shitty jokes. It's funny how that ended up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was in Rome, New York. So, trash everywhere. Fucking drinks are expensive. Line, long ass lines to get this water because water's $4 a bottle. All right. All weekend? Fuck no. It's hot outside. You know what I mean? People yeah. are burning up. You're going to be $20, $30. That's fucking your whole savings right there for the weekend. Yeah, you brought for sure. you type shit. Absolutely. So, they're waiting in line for these free water spouts. So someone, it, the lines are too long. People are fucking thirsty. Someone breaks a pipe for water, right? And that ends up fucking up the sewage line. So there's like sewage going in, whatever, from the porta potties and shit. And then that creates like all this mud and people are diving in the mud and shit. Like all shit. Though. Oh, yeah. Like shit mud. Sounds fun. Sounds and then like the porta potties end up getting backed up. No one's coming to take care of that. No one's, clean- out, am I right? no one's cleaning up the trash. And then, so this is all first day. So by the end of the first day, there's trash everywhere. Sewage is fucked up. Porta potties are almost ha- like all the way full. Like they're probably like half full already. No one's taking care of any of this shit. Tied outside, food's expensive. Boom into the first day, people are exhausted. And I think the first night it was, it was corn the first night. Mm. So people are riled up, fucking angry as fuck. It's hot outside. You know the heat makes you angry already. People are hungry on drugs, all this shit. Second day comes, fucking water right. People are like brushing, like trying to brush their teeth and shower, but like because the showers were fucked. Like the showers after the first day kind of got fucked. So people are trying to shower and shit. Showers cost like three or four dollars too. So it's like fuck, you know. Back then you're like holy shit, and they're communal. They were communal, so you're showering next to people. Mm. And there was like dudes peeking into the girls and shit. And on top of that, so like you know how I said a lot of girls were naked and shit, and dudes just chanting show your tits. There's a bunch of signs like everything's like very just not good vibes. You know what mm. I mean? And, like, girls were getting crowd surfs, and dudes were just groping these women, bro. Just groping fucking women, and I can do whatever I want type shit. It was just that vibe. Anytime a woman got on stage, like, show your tits. Yeah. Oh, your, it was just, it was terrible. Like, the vibes were heating up. Like, ma- these are making the women angry at this point. Right. Fucking. Rightfully so. Dudes are getting angry, too, because of all this other shit. So, both sides, everyone's just getting fucking riled up, getting angry. No fucking. So, yeah, so, they're riled up. Turns out, too, like, the people like the people that wanted to drink the water and shit that was, like, in the spouts, people were taking baths and that shit and shit, so now people are like, I don't know what's going to use that water. Right. To shower, like, to, to use, like, splash on myself or to fucking, but now people are just in that shit. And, like, people who did use their shit, the shit to brush their teeth or whatever, the health department came in or whatever, and they tested the water out, had fecal matter in it, so there was shit in the water. So people who brush their Good. teeth and stuff. There's people who got trench mouth. Good. Yeah, so there's cold sores and shit, like Good. That's bacteria what you want. in That's their what mouth. You want. Yeah, so you can imagine how much more pissed off everyone's is at this point. No showers. Everyone smells like shit. The whole place smells like shit and piss. Get lesions in your mouth. Yeah, there's shit, piss, and the whole place trash fucking everywhere, blowing in the wind. Piss and piss and shit and shit and. And everyone's piss. mad by the end of the day, type shit. Limp biscuit comes on at the end, and Hell this yeah. dude's growling up the crowd. He's like. Fuck everything type shit. Let's tear this shit down. Like, he doesn't know what's going on out there, though. He's just an artist. Right. He's just like, I'm going to give the best 
you know, this so, is my. But he uh, is an yeah. idiot. Like the dude is dumb. He's just very. Okay. They're like everyone fucked with him because he's like he's relatable. He wears DC. Like you can only imagine. <laughs> First of all, the crowd you already explained to you, entitled. 22, 24 to 24 college. He wears DC. Yeah, hat backwards. He's Rob Deerdick. Type <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. You know the, the demographic. Of the look. <laughs> yeah, you know the vibes. And so, like, he gets the crowd riled up. They start tearing apart the sound system. They start tearing shit apart, fucking just wrecking everything. And then, so the day two ends, like, they pretty much tore up, like, the sound system, everything, like, would... And then by the third day, everyone's just fucking mad. Everyone's just upset. It smells like even worse, like shit and piss. There's even more trash on the ground mm-hmm. everywhere. Everyone's broke by this day because it's fucking took all their money from the vendors. You know right. what I mean? So people just start breaking down the wall that's around the fucking area. Breaking down everything type shit. Fuck. In the, during the day. But then Red Hot Chili Peppers go on that night and they give everyone candles or like a vigil because Columbine had just been and they go under. Fair memorable shit and like put your guns down type shit uh so they started fires everywhere with the candles and then they started tearing everything down around the entire venue and throwing everything speakers everything just into the fires and they looted all the trucks they started a riot they looted all the vendors yeah that sounds fun or the entire it does kind of sound like it'd be cool but i like I- fun but like fun I know some people <laughs> were like after three days they interviewed people and people were like i'll go back i'd, I'd, I'd do it again I would not. I need better. Co- Fuck no. If I catch trench mouth. If I survived from that shit and made it back home, I would not have wished to go on back. Fuck no, dude. Awful. Damn. But you know, when you're in that moment, you're like, damn, that was a shit show. But memories type shit. Yeah. I mean, but people maybe. were passing out from heat exhaustion. It's like people weren't yeah, wearing camelbacks back like then. Memories. People didn't know what the fuck. And I'm not putting shit water in my camelback. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's probably some people that are like, those are the times but there's probably much more people that are like i am so glad i made it out of there my me and my therapist have some things to work out yeah (laughs) exactly and that shit just like but it just made me think of like um, like that was like probably the prime example of america Uh, not only during that time but like even now yeah even now prime example because those those kids had to grow up yeah and become parents yeah they became like Kind of what led our society into what it is, if you think about it. Well, some some of our society, at least. Yeah, not all of it. But you guys, Where, like, whatever impact they may have had on the world. But yes. Like, and that, like, made me think of, like, what capitalism can do to us. You know, they pushed the people to a certain point where the infrastructure was shit. Mm-hmm. It's like a small version of when you think it. Like, they cut corners, infrastructure was shit for money. Mm-hmm. They raised all the prices on everybody. Like, everything was super expensive. They weren't taking care of anybody entire time but it basically like just like fuck right all these people who spent their money and people were getting sick people were fucking passing out people died you know what i mean yeah and people got tired of it by the end of the like the last day and just rioted and tore shit up yeah i, I mean like, it's, you know, like that is like the perfect like and it was like majority of just like like i said like 20 to 24 white males yeah and like with the harassment and the abuse of women and shit i was like how did they how did one festival summarize like America so well. Yeah, I mean, it was I, fucking insane. I would say it's kind of like on a smaller scale. Uh, the uh, an analogy would be kind of like a 
a food fight in the cafeteria on the last day of school. It's like all the bullshit and shit that you fucking went through and you don't give a fuck who has to clean it up anymore because even the janitor's giving you dirty looks all year. So you just start throwing milk cartons that are open across the fucking room like in the last period before, like, even if you get suspended, it's like, fuck you, bitch. I got, I got three months of fucking summer to look forward to. Fuck this suspension. You can't do shit to me, dog. It's kind of crazy, too, because there was, like, no security. Like, they hired yeah. 10,000 security, but it was mostly, like, kids and shit. They didn't hire, like, actual security. They just gave kids shirts. Right. You know where that can lead. Most of them it's like abandoned their posts. People were selling the shirt. Project X. Yeah. But basically, you got all these people there just fucking partying, going crazy with nobody to look after them. Just recklessness. That's recklessness fun. for three days. Sounds like a... So you can imagine why some people are like, I'd go back. Yeah, if you're a young kid who likes destruction, it was the perfect place for Yeah, you. I, I mean, that makes sense. But also, it's like, was it worth it? Like, it, it, you'd have to be somebody that didn't get trench mouth and didn't, like, have to worry about too much of, like, the disease part of the journey to be able to say, like, yeah, that was awesome. Because, um, like, 100,000 people went home the second year. Is that, like, a thing, though? Isn't that a thing? Like, most people, like, a lot of people, whenever there's a festival, buy, like, a one-day ticket? That, no, but, that, I mean, that you buy all three. Like, that was a ticket for all. Oh, okay. Like, people were camping. It was, like, I think all camping. Okay, gotcha. So, like, people left. this. Like, they were, the second day, they just, it was, like, I can't. That's Days. a lot of people. 100,000? Yeah. I mean, there were still 150,000 people <laughs> left on the third day, which is still a lot. Yeah. But still, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, uh, of that 150,000 that left on the third day or after the third day, I feel like only the people that didn't have to deal with that, like, disease portion of the journey would be able to say they had an enjoyable experience. Because regardless, if you had shit in your mouth, I don't know I don't know how much of the freedom aspect of the festival could make that enjoyable. Uh, it kind of showed. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it just, if I had, I'd be pissed. I'd do it again, even if it meant fucking t- drinking a glass of shit water right now. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'd love, I'd love another one, actually. <laughs> fucking give me a whole glass. I'll brush my teeth On with the it. rocks, please. <laughs> Shower with it. Thank you. This oh, yeah. is my fave. When is corn I'll back take, on? <laughs> I'll take two, please. <laughs> but it made me think of just, like, how... When people come together, and people are even saying mob mentality type shit. You know, you, even if you were someone not to do that at that point, you well, know. Well, at a certain level, it's like whenever you feel like kind of trapped there. I mean, maybe you weren't trapped there, but like, what if you felt trapped there? And it's like, damn, I gotta, I gotta get together with somebody, or it's us versus them type shit. You know what I mean? Like, on this, or just some people said they just felt like they wanted to loot. Like they were like, yeah. Somebody or like somebody gets you, like somebody loots your shit, and you're like, all right, well, I'm not leaving them here empty-handed yeah, it's crazy <laughs> and this made me think you know in a large setting you know community is everything in a sense or like coming together is everything or what your mentality is or what the cause for it is and being able to like kind of maneuver throughout that because it, it can become a scary thing when you're around that many people who are like you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's going on right. you're like some people just feel like you feel that energy from everything and you're like i can do it you know like i'm gonna go harder i'm gonna do it. And it made sense, too, when I thought about Astroworld, too, and it's like, you know, you have all these kids and shit who are amped up and just angry at whatever, you know? I mean, life sucks. But 
And someone just be like, yeah, fuck shit up, rage. <laughs> and the crowd just like, ah, and it's kids. They don't care, you know what I mean? Right. People are just getting sucked in, and people are still just going hard as fuck. Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Came here to rage. Like, people were literally, after that, saying, well, you came here to rage. What'd you expect? Dude, what the fuck? People died. <laughs> yeah, calm the fuck down. Like, settle down, you know? It's like, for some reason, in those senses, we kind of lose. That's why Humility. when I go to festivals, I go to places that have more community or you know that aspect of right. help one another because it's it's weird how within that amount of people you can have so much community right but you could also lose a lot of the you know you, individualistic when things happen people just myself first right. thing is just like what like it's all about me like i'm yeah. gonna take care of myself and my own which i mean it's, it's sad because it, it's you can as a person you see how easy it is to be that guy to be like focus on only like what whatever you got going on like how easy sometimes you don't even notice it like sometimes you fall into selfish patterns and shit like that but it's it's difficult to be the person that puts other people first and be able to like says like to be able to tell yourself like as a community a person of this community i want to be able to not just uh, like, it's weird to fucking quote john f kennedy but like that's not what you can do for yourself but ask what you can do with your, for your country i don't really care about the country part but like the, country, the people the, around but you. the community ask yeah. what you can do for your community maybe at a certain level for your country if you have that like level of like power or say so on anything that you can actually help change in the world that'll make the world better but it's just like for your average person, focus on the community because I mean, like, there's a lot of people that need your help that aren't asking for it and probably won't ever ask for it. That doesn't mean you can't offer it and be there for these people or in whatever way they might need. It takes that certain level of humility to step back outside of yourself and realize it sometimes. Yeah, and honestly, it's crazy because like going to festivals and stuff. There's like one of the main reasons I don't want to go by myself, not because like I'm worried about like know what's gonna happen like in the sense of me going there and getting lost or anything like that right like what if i'm at a festival right and some shit goes down and i'm by myself you know what i mean yeah there's no like, i mean there's a chance you know like it's like me against mm -hmm. whatever happens you know yeah. like being in large crowds these days anything can happen yeah you don't know sure. being by yourself in that situation you can just imagine the people that faint in a in a large crowd full with none of their friends around. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And trampled on because nobody there even notices you. No, but that's shit. why I like going to places where because I like most of the, pla the places I used to go to. If someone passed out, like yeah, there's someone picking them up. And right. Them out. Well, and that's the that's the right thing to do. I mean, regardless, like obviously it's probably not the easy thing to do. It's easier to just turn your head and act like you didn't see what you just saw. But it's the right thing to do to. Help that person out, obviously. You should help the people around you. I don't know. That was a big eye-opener for me. Crazy how we act in groups and yeah. how we can act and what our potential. How, like, the surroundings can affect us in many different ways. Like, you know, not our, like, societal issues or just not even that. The people around you, the things going on, the type of person you are, the type of person you're raised, you're raised as. Like, all those factors can take hold into every situation. Like, right. And how you go forward from there, how you deal with those things. But it, yeah, it is, it is that uh, level of kind of uh, what's the word? Like you almost have to be a, like a leader in your own head. Like you have to lead yourself towards that level of thinking. A lot of it, a lot of people don't. A lot of people say it's none of their business or not their problem or not my job. And da, 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 da. it's like there's plenty of reasons why you cannot do something. But it's a lot harder to be the person that is accountable, dependable. And gives a fuck, you know what I mean? And necessary.
I think so as well. Well, that's a good wrap-up point, I feel like. So, we covered a lot of fucking things. Oh, yeah, dude. Children, we covered fucking uh, Breakfast Club, covered fucking Ezra Miller uh, being a menace to society and making sure that you respect him as uh, a fucking piece of shit he is. And then we... uh, Don't you mean they? The piece of shit (laughs) they are. Yeah, the piece of shit they are. And... um. That's hilarious. Yeah, then we covered uh, respect to each other and society through fucking destruction. So, essentially. All right, now that we put a bunch of uh, education in your brain, go do something and apply that knowledge to your <laughs> life. And uh, Like, comment, subscribe, motherfuckers. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody. We'll catch you soon. Let's fucking go.